we're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. I said, and so, of course, we didn't have television then. But right in front of me, just like his television, just rolled off in front of me. I saw myself going across the street here to this lady, these children. She always came out to meet me. One time she came all the way to the middle of the street and met me. Every time she'd always be out on the front porch at least. And she'd always say the same thing. Said, you know, I just got to thinking about it. There might not be much to me. In other words, I might not be much of a Christian. But you know God loves those little children. And he does, doesn't he? And I know the Bible said, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with all. Prior faith to save the sick, the Lord shall raise him up. So, and she'd say to me, "You watch it; they'll be healed too." You're listening to Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching: "Hold fast to the Word." Right here in Tulsa, one of our crusades. Of course, I spoke in the daytime on faith. We called it a faith clinic, our faith seminar. And so a man came to me. He wasn't rude about it. He was just friendly and nice and smiling. Now, Brother Hagin said, you always want to lay it on me. Well, I didn't say it. Jesus said it. And so uh, he said, now, you said, you, you said, he quoted these verses. I said, yeah, sure did. I'll plead guilty. Well, he smiled and said, I just wanted to tell you it just, it just doesn't work. I said, you know, that's strange, isn't it? Jesus said he shall have whatsoever he said. You got exactly what you said. He stood there and looked at me for a few moments and batted his eyes like a toad frog in a West Texas hailstorm. And he said, I see it. I've got to turn that record over and play the other side. <laughs> he got it. Amen. Praise God. Thank God. Now, this faith will always work for you. Sometimes, not always. Sometimes you can make it work for others like I did for my wife under these two conditions. Number one, where you have authority. I've always been able to get this to work for as far as second cousins. You get out beyond that, I've never been able to get it to work. Unless, you know, they get in agreement with you. Or when folks are really a bona fide baby Christian. And you see, that's one of the problems today. Is that folks want to stay babies. They want somebody else to do their believing. Somebody else to do the praying. Amen. And they can for a while, but after a while, God's going to say, put that big young one down and let him walk. Or her, whichever the case is. And then when folks haven't been rightly trained, you got to cry on your hands. Because babies cry, you know, when they don't have their way. Amen. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching real good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I knew I could make that work for my wife when we first married because she didn't know and hadn't been taught. And in this area would be a baby Christian, see. But you see, Folks make a mistake then. They think something like that will work always. And my wife made that same mistake, bless her heart. She thought, and for 10 years I did. She thought I could carry her on my faith, and I did for 10 years. 
But then the time came they couldn't do it. Now, like our children, for instance, Ken Pat. You know, uh, we we were away in a meeting, and actually my father-in-law had passed away, and my mother-in-law was home with the children, and Ken came in from school with the mumps. And so he wanted her to call, Grandma to call me, you know, to pray, and she didn't want to run up a telephone bill, you know. Those days, telephones, you know, were of necessity, not a, not necessarily a luxury, but anyway, uh, vice versa. But anyway, eventually she waited till after, you know, it would be cheaper after late, later after 5 or 5.30, and finally calls, said, what am I going to do with this boy? Everybody up here has got the mumps. Well, everybody didn't have the mumps, but you understand it's widespread. And, and said, what am I going to do with him? I said, well, put him on the phone. He got on the phone still crying. He said, I told Grandma, there's no use of me having the mumps. Call Daddy and he'll pray it, and I don't have to have the mumps. Well, we prayed in 45 minutes and disappeared. He went on to school the next day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But see, you've got jurisdiction in your own home. You've got authority there. I don't have authority to come into your house and rearrange the furniture. I don't have the authority to come into your house, you know, and, and uh, straighten things up or move them out or whatever. I don't have any authority there. Amen? Same thing's true spiritually. Amen. And so where you have authority, thank God it'll work. And then, like I said, in baby Christians. And then some folks are astounded sometimes because you notice he said, whosoever. Everybody say, whosoever. Well, say it out loud, whosoever. Surely meaneth me. Well, whosoever means everyone, then doesn't it? I learned a great lesson, well, more than one, but along this line, the last church I pastored. There was a lady that lived catty-cornered, as we say, across the street from the church. Had three children. The oldest was not old enough to start school yet in first grade. She had come to church about one time a month on Sunday night. And so, those children would get, uh, you know, some kind of virus going around. And, and, and uh, she'd call for me to come, you know, and anoint them with oil, pray. Well, her husband, you never did see him. He never darkened the church door. I asked myself, I, I wondered, you know, I questioned it. And the Bible said, you know, if you waver it, it won't work. I'm wavering. I don't know whether God, God's going to heal those children or not, you know, those parents, you know. But you know, they got healed every time. I mean, they got healed every time. And then, to the south of our parsonage, one of my deacons lived, his wife is a Sunday school teacher, quite a distance because there's an oil well there between us. And, and, and one of their children would have the same virus that's going around, or flu or whatever. They'd call for prayer, and I'd go. And if one of them ever got healed, I didn't know it. Well, here you here, here you got a family... That the woman, the wife, came to church maybe one time a month. Here's a faithful Sunday school teacher never did miss. Deacon, they never missed a service. If one of their children ever got healed, I didn't know it. And over here, if one of them failed to get healed, I didn't know it. Well, I'd just been to both places. I got back to my church. I'm in my study. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm trying to study and get messages ready for Sunday morning or Sunday night. Finally, I just throwed everything down. I said, all right, Lord, just have it out. Because that's lurking in the back of your mind, see. 
Doesn't look right, does it? Doesn't seem right, does it? I said, and so, of course, we didn't have television then. But right in front of me, just like his television, just rolled off in front of me. I saw myself going across the street here to this lady, these children. She always came out to meet me. One time she came all the way to the middle of the street and met me. Every time she'd always be out on the front porch at least. And she'd always say the same thing. Said, you know, I just got to thinking about it. There might not be much to me. In other words, I might not be much of a Christian. But you know God loves those little children. And he does, doesn't he? And I know the Bible said, is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint them with all. Prior faith to save the sick, the Lord shall raise them up. So, And she'd say to me, you watch it. They'll be healed too. It was her faith. It wasn't mine because I'm wavering. And they were healed too. I mean, I've laid hands on that least one as a baby. I mean, he's burning up with fever. And while my hands on, just cooled off instantly. Amen. I went down to the other house, deacon's house, Sunday school teacher's house, knocked on the door. They'd called. Somebody had no response. Knocked on the door again. This other lady came out to meet me. Even came all the way out to the middle of the street one time. I knocked a second time, no answer. I got my pocket knife out. Well, it don't sound big on that, does it? But I mean, on wood, you know, it sounds pretty good. Nobody came. I said to myself, I know they're here because they said, what was Alonso, wasn't it? He said, I'll go around the back of the house there in the back. I started and I heard somebody coming. And so I waited. The Sunday school teacher opened the door. When she saw me, she said, oh, it's you. I said, yeah, somebody called, said Alonzo had the flu or whatever. Well, come on in. She's walking along, heading away to the back bedroom. And I told Pete, no use calling Brother Hagin. We don't ever get healed. <laughs> you know, they never did. I saw it. That run off in front of me. I saw it. Here, this woman, whosoever, whosoever. Whosoever, didn't say you have to be the best Christian in the church. Whosoever, whosoever, everybody say whosoever, shall say, amen. What did she say? You watch it. They'll be healed too. They were. He shall have, she shall have, whatsoever, what? He or she saith. The Sunday school teacher said, I told Pete, that's her husband, no use calling Brother Hagin. We don't ever get healed. They both got just exactly what they said. Hallelujah. Prove all things. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Hallelujah. That's the reason I've held on to it for 68 years. Amen. Still a part of my ministry. Still a part of my teaching. Still a part of my preaching. Amen. Glory to God. I'm still thrilled. Oh, glory to God. Still thrilled with the word. Still thrilled with it. Hallelujah. It wouldn't take much for me just to have an East Texas brush arbor spell. Hallelujah. Right here in front of everybody. Glory to God. Just happy. Thrilled with these words. Whosoever shall say... Shall not doubt in his heart. Shall believe. Believe what? Those things which he saith. 
shall come to pass. He shall have, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. 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 Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith. Also from Lynette Hagan, the CD, Turning Stumbling Blocks into Stepping Stones. And last but not least, the two-CD set from Kenneth Hagan, Our Rights in Christ. All this for the special price of $24. That's $5.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Raymond College Weekend is coming up April the 9th through the 11th. And so come check us out. If you just need, uh, want to know more about the Word of God or if you have a call on your life, come check us out at Raymond College Weekend April the 9th through the 11th. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, Hold Fast to the Word. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.